Hello and welcome back to Nice Talks. I'm your host, Amy Thomas. I work in the media team here at Nice. This is a chance to discuss health and care in the UK and to hear people's stories. You can follow us on all the social media channels. Our Twitter handle is at NiceComs. If you do have any questions, we'd love to hear from you, so please get in contact. Our email address is nice at nice.org.uk and make sure you put podcasts somewhere in the subject heading. This episode is about caring for people that have multiple health conditions, a term known as multimorbidity. My name's David Haslam. I'm the chair of NICE, the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence. Hi, David. So why is it important that we address the issue of multimorbidity? Well, one of the fascinating statistics is that there are more people in the UK with two or more long-term conditions than there are with one long-term condition. So it's really common particularly, as I say, as you get older, to have lots of things wrong with you. And how has that changed over time? Well, it's, it's probably a combination of things. One is there is no doubt that we're all getting, we're getting older because we're not dying of things. People talk a great deal about the ageing population as being a problem. Of course, it's a wonderful thing. The simple fact is people are living longer. So people in the past far more often died earlier than they do now. Now, thank God, they survive. And because they survive, they have an opportunity to collect more conditions. Clinicians and the health service has to work out the best way of caring for you as a unique individual. But what does being an individual with many health conditions actually feel like? I spoke to Emily over the phone and she describes the burdens of dealing with multimorbidity. You spend time researching for information and trying to ascertain how trustworthy they are. And then when it comes to taking your medication, I'm afraid that there are a number of issues that a multimorbid patient may have to contend with. Then, of course, your life changes quite a bit uh, over time. First, it would be the number of hospital appointments, x-rays, scans and blood tests to attend to, which involves travel and time spent away from home, with many hours often waiting in the very uh, packed uh, waiting rooms, reception rooms. Now, the, the uh, demand on the uh, time is tremendous, really, because you've got to travel to a hospital or clinic, booked in and then wait for your turn and then get home. And uh, trying to rationalise, and sometimes a number of different hospital appointments can be quite a job. And secondly, of course, there's a number of medications the side effects from taking drugs, first there are the drug adverse effects, which may happen uh, for each drug. And then there will be the drug-to-drug uh, interaction between various drugs. And then, of course, there may be symptoms uh, related to your various diseases. So there are many problems that can arise when managing lots of diseases. But how are we moving forward? Well, it's really interesting in the past that most research, most medical research, has excluded people with more than one condition because they really wanted to home in on what works for a particular thing. And they've also excluded people over 65. And one of the ironies is that most people who attend their GP, for instance, will be over 65 with more than one thing wrong with them. So it's really important that the system and NICE focuses much more on on this really important majority group. We're really keen on stressing to clinicians to put the individual patient at the heart of what they do. 
at the beginning of all of our guidance, whether it's about multimorbidity or any, any condition at all, we talk about the importance of putting uh, fully into account the individual needs, preferences and values of the patients and for the professional to use their judgment as well. So it's not just a question of saying, there's something wrong with your heart, we'll give you this drug, or there's something wrong with your kidney, we'll give you this drug. It's looking at you as an individual and piecing it all together. But how do clinicians piece things together? Dr James Larkin explains. We've gone from writing out one of those little old green prescriptions and it would be unusual for us to go beyond one page. And Nowadays, the amount of people I'm reviewing their medicines and they're on 10, maybe even 20 medicines, I find it difficult to take one or two medicines at the best of times. So I I really don't know how patients manage that at all. The ageing population is having a big impact on this. And we're also sort of keeping people alive, I think, perhaps not always with the quality of life that they would aspire to. I think there's more than the aspect of age as well. And when I was asking my colleagues about this, they were mentioning particularly the impact of things like obesity, which is associated with several other diseases, you know, particularly diabetes, uh, arthritis and chronic pain. And so it's also impacting on the younger people. Um, And then we've become much more aware now about mental health issues and the fact that people with particularly severe mental health issues do not take good care of themselves physically and so there's all these other aspects that that we've got to deal with as well so I suppose there is an explosion of multimorbidity not just because there's more people with it but also because we're recognizing it more uh, and trying to address it more and I think the other part of your question was was how how do we manage it and um, are there any aspects of that that we're becoming aware of and the polypharmacy issue is one of the major issues. People have been on so many medicines and they do interact. Things like um, the frail elderly who are having more falls, and we've got to be very careful about what medications we're giving them um, because whilst we may make one condition better, if we make them fall over and break their hip, we're actually doing them a great disservice. And how do you make these decisions about how to treat someone in, in such complex situations? I think that takes a lot of confidence as a GP and it's one of the reasons why um, general practice is becoming something which is taking a little bit longer to get used to because we are dealing with much more complex situations than I was when I started and um, I think as someone who's been around for many years I have more confidence in being able to adjust guidance uh, and do something slightly different which I can then evidence and and, uh, and and I can explain to the patients as to why I, I, I'm taking a course of action or suggesting um, how they might like to, to, to deal with it. I think NICE has a problem with single guidance and I'm glad they're trying to address the multimorbidity because that's the reality of, of practice. I earlier mentioned about 80% of our workload will deal with multimorbidity. Therefore, most of the stuff we're dealing with is about the interaction of several diseases. NICE guidance, the vast majority, is about the application of a single piece of guidance to a single condition. So we've got to adapt. I think GPs are always worried about what if I get it wrong? And that, that is, is a nagging issue for them. And that's why sometimes we may be seen to take a little bit more of a medical model rather than a patient-centred model to our actions. Well, I'm really clear that guidance on the management of a condition should be followed unless there's a good reason not to. 
but that's not the same as following it blindly. So we've looked at what is the best treatment for a given condition, but if, for instance, uh, you've got kidney disease and arthritis, then the treatments for one of those might make the other one worse and vice versa. So you absolutely have to take into account um, the needs of your individual patient. I've been chair of NICE now for five years. I think in every single lecture I've given, I've talked about uh, the fact that our guidelines are guidelines, not tramlines. You absolutely, you know, you, you have the professional responsibility to work with your patients uh, doing medicine with them, finding out what their needs, aspirations, hopes, and so on are, not just saying the rules say I must give you this. That's not the way medicine needs to work. And another point that's been brought up in the guidance is coordinating care across services, and I think this is an important point in multimorbidity. How are we tackling it? Well, it's ex- extraordinarily important. I mean, again, if you have got multiple conditions, and lots of people will recognise this, you can spend your entire life at the doctor or at the nurse, you know, having one test after another, being treated as a collection of individual conditions rather than a, a single human being. So the health service really has to concentrate on on this as the almost the next chapter in healthcare. So we, we have a guideline on multimorbidity and equality standard. How will this help healthcare professionals? Well, I, I really think one of the key things that the guideline has done to begin with is just bring this much more into focus uh, instead of pretending that healthcare is a bunch of individual conditions, recognising the patient is absolutely the core, the centre of what we're trying to do. The health service is there for the patients. It's not there for the system to organise itself. Um, so I think the very fact that an organisation like NICE has said, this really matters, think about it, Put your patient centre, use shared decision making, optimise the treatments for your patient. All these things make a difference. And we've also said it's really important there's more research into this. This is such an important area. Uh, The National Institute for Health Research is also encouraging much more research into multimorbidity. So we we can really understand how all these conditions uh, interact together. But I do believe that there is a totally changed focus, that that the whole healthcare system now gets this. People realise this matters, and I think that will make a huge difference. If you would like more information, please either get in touch with us or visit our website. As always, the full NICE guidance on this topic is available for you to read. Thank you again for listening.